Hello, this is Nick Holland with Information Security Media Group. I'm joined today by Chris Skinner, who's known as an independent commentator on the financial markets and fintech space. I want to get into um, a blog post you put up a couple of weeks ago where um, it was titled, Facebook's DM is a shadow of Libra. I want to sort of dig into that a little bit. It's watered down considerably. So from when it started to, to where we are today, can you just maybe walk through the steps there? What's happened? Sure. I mean, Libra had great ambition. And the aim was to create a peer-to-peer payment system across Messenger and then eventually WhatsApp and Instagram that Facebook would enable by tying a uh, effectively cryptocurrency that they were inventing to a basket of fiat currencies. And um, they had Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, Stripe and more on board as partners. And so it looked very credible. And then it became not credible because the government attacked it and not just it's not just the um american government it's actually most governments attacked it because the, the biggest worry of governments is that you could create an alternative financial system outside the government system and with facebook having two billion active users that would have been uncontrollable and there'd be big concerns about what that meant for money laundering and for other services so Facebook ended up getting a big backlash, as uh, was quite easily predictable, to be honest, from governments. And now they've launched their next generation version of Libra, which is called DM. But it's notable that all of the credible partners have left. So the Visa, MasterCards, et cetera, have gone. And what they're left with is Uber and Lyft and a number of others, which are innovative technology platform companies, but they're not financial companies. Right. So as I said, the credible people have left the building. and it's, I mean, you mentioned this yourself, you seem like it's PayPal for Facebook. So um, interesting aside, I guess, is that uh, David Marcus was always behind this, who used to be, I think, if I'm correct, the CEO of uh, PayPal, right? Yeah, I mean, basically what it's converting into is a payments mechanism tied to the US dollar. So not a basket of currencies, just one currency, um, which when you cash in, cash out and move money and funds, is traceable and trackable by national governments, which is what the governments demanded. And so effectively, that is, yeah, the same as PayPal. It's just a payment system within Facebook. Yeah. So you you mentioned the blog as well, sort of the money laundering angle here. I mean, it seems that if if that was a government concern, that that may be a little bit moot, given there's so many other avenues for money laundering through, I mean, not just Bitcoin, you've got, you know, obviously huge... um, variety of other crypto accounts you've got Monero's in cash or whatever I mean is, is it, it seems fairly moot that the you know the money laundering concern would be legit or or is there a different take on that well I think the issue from money laundering is um the fact that there's so much happening right now with digitalizing financial systems and payment systems uh from cryptocurrencies and stable coins and dm and libra that um you end up with a system that's out out of control or out of government control. So anything that mentions a financial transaction system that isn't regulated has the governments immediately starting to have have issues, um, which is what happened with Libra. The interesting thing from my side is what is behind the payment system as an asset and as a regulatory trust network. And so... When you look at something like Bitcoin, I've always said the fact that there's nothing behind it except the network has me nervous. Right. Other people say, actually, I trust the network. It's better than trusting the government. So it depends where you sit. 
Uh, a lot of people say old people are statists and young people are libertarians. But if you lose your money, you become a statist. Right. Well, again, I suppose all money is potentially, arguably, virtual in some shape or form now anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I always go, you know, if you lose your money, who are you going to call? That's the reason why right. I'm banking right. Google. I haven't got Google's phone number. I wouldn't bank with Facebook. I haven't got Facebook's phone number. When it comes to money, and it's been really interesting during the lockdown, for example, the challenger banks and neobanks have lost customer empathy because they don't have that call center and human interface that you have with a traditional bank. So, I mean, back to that that trust. I mean, it's, you know, as you said, there's, what, 2 billion or something active users of Facebook. But, I mean, it's, it's reputation is really rock bottom when it comes to an entity that you trust. Why would you ever trust Facebook with a currency in the first place? It seems a pretty audacious step for them to try to make. Yeah, I, in my presentations, I have a favorite cartoon, which is Mark Zuckerberg is visiting a school. And a young child says, my dad says that we can't trust Facebook. And Mark Zuckerberg says, well, he's not your dad. they know more about you than most people do um and can you trust them after cambridge analytica no um i don't know how you use facebook i use it actually just to um share spurious information and fake news well pleasure catching up with you um that's chris skinner of the financer and for information security media group i'm nick holland thank you